Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Didn't watch Crown Jewel over the weekend? Don't worry, because WWE basically recapped the whole thing before this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. And who would waste their time recapping something? Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller, the bald guy that shouts at you a bit. But it's a lot like living at home when you're like, Mom, Dad, why don't you love me? They're like, we didn't even want to have you, you stupid fool. Once again, we've arrived at a very interesting place. Let's up those downs. Seth Rollins is also our guy to kick off this week's episode of Raw, and he now really likes the color yellow. It looked a little bit like Pikachu. He also thanked Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn for everything that had happened at Crown Jewel because Drew gave him the fight of his life, although he was the better man. And when it came to Sami, well, he stopped Damian Priest cashing in his money in the bank. Now, clearly Drew must have been playing Call of Duty or something because when his name was said, he didn't arrive. But when Sam did get the big old drop, he came to the ring to his music. And I guess Seth Rollins did invite him, but I tell you, he was not doing this. I mean, what the hell is this? Now, it was kind of lame because we found out straight away that Adam Pearce is now in possession of the briefcase because he'd taken it off Sami Zayn. And I was like, well, that's disappointed. I wanted one of those theft storylines, even though, yes, you are breaking the law. Seth then gave him the biggest backhanded compliment because he's like, yeah, well, cheers, but I could have handled Damo anyway. When Zayn was like, shut up, you long-haired warrior. The only reason I did this is because I'm sick and tired of Judgment Day holding all the championships, so the world heavyweight title has to be protected from them. Somewhere, I bet Gunther was like, uh, excuse me, what about mine? Rollin was just loving this too, because I guess he's the moral police now. Because he was like, oh, Sami Zayn, you always do the right thing. So once again, my hand went up. I was like, no, he doesn't. He was in the bloodline for like a whole year, and he was doing some really, really bad stuff. The whole point, though, is that if you do act like a good soldier, you do deserve something. So, ba-ba-la, he's going to give Sami Zayn a title shot. The best part is that Rollins was like, oh, my gosh, it's so hard to get one of these. It's not... It's not. All you do is walk in, you find Adam Pearce, and you say, geese title shot, he goes, okay. Sammy was all like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that is happening. Although, here's the deal. He doesn't really want to face Seth Rollins right now, because he is compromised. So I suppose he's turned into a perimeter. It didn't really make sense, because Rollins just wrestled all weekend, although that was Seth's point. He was like, I'm not 100%, and you're not 100%, because when we do what we do do, there we go, there's a do-do, get in the comments, nobody is ever going to be 100%. Anyways, the point is Zayn is allowed to choose whatever he does want, when he just turns on a dime and went, ha-ha, let's do it tonight. So there's your main event. I mean, this match could headline a pay-per-view, so I can't lie, I was very excited. And I do believe the world title should be defended on TV more. Like, I don't mean every seven days, but given that Roman never does it, you may as well do it here. This got me very excited. In my tum-tum, he's getting it up. The Judgment Day were then backstage, although Damian Priest wasn't there. And they were super-duper happy. Things are going pretty good. Priest then arrived, and he's not pleased at all because, yeah, everything flubbing sucks. 
I mean, he doesn't have his briefcase anymore. And why the hell is Sami Zayn getting a title shot? Nadine McDonough then tried to calm him down, but Priest just mugged him right off. When Finn Balor was like, hey, buddy, don't worry about it. Because apparently he's like some kind of vampire now. We'll just beat the New Day later. That really did cheer Damien Priest up. The highlight too was that Priest hated the fact that JD McDonald was wearing this t-shirt and Dominic Mysterio must have had the same one because he just closed his jacket slowly and did eye emoji. So once again, the condom is the best thing about Raw. And as we have mentioned that match too, let's go. Now it really was a treat because it was the Judgment Day fighting new people because they have kind of gone Groundhog Day recently. And also their opponents were the New Day. And you know the deal with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. They are officially all tied. They started strong too, but when we cut to the commercial break and came back, Finn Balor was just in control. And even Wade Barrett mentioned that this had happened, but nobody showed us, so we'll have to make it up for ourselves. So I'm going to say that Xavier Woods started playing his trombone, so Damien Priest was all like, blah, 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 on the piano, when all of a sudden Finn Balor had a fiddle. And Kofi was really upset about this because he doesn't play an instrument. So he kind of went behind the Judgment Day and did the hand thing, so it looked like he was playing when Damien turned around and punched him right in the face. That'll do. Kofi did eventually get the hot tag, probably fueled by embarrassment, when he hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody, when Balor and Priest accidentally collided with each other. We are planting those seeds. It led to this great one-two-oo after Woods hit his elbow, but then Priest grabbed Kingston, he threw him into Alan the announce table, all of a sudden, it went real bad. Because he jumped Xavier, who didn't see it coming. He hit the big choke slam. Given that Finn was basically heading to the top already, he hit the coupe de gras. One, two, three. So I suppose this is the best thing about the newest of days, is that they can lose, but they still remain over, because they put in the time. I'm not sure what's next for them, but the judgment day keeps on rolling. Up. Jackie Redman then tried to interview Drew McIntyre, who was getting out of a car. But he was so pissed off about what happened at Crown Jewel, he got out of this vehicle, saw this person, and he got back in the vehicle. I was like, true. You just wasted seconds of your life. It also led to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Tozawa. Very sadly, the Tozawa train did not make the station. Now, Tozawa was able to hit a big old German suplex. That's Var Gutzeug. But basically, Shinsuke then kneed him a lot. He booted him right in the skull. He hit the Kinsasha, and he beat him. Man, any dreams I have are just died. It's also a bit like, oh, we were so close to Zawa, even though we weren't close at all. I mean, we were miles away. Although afterwards, because of course Tozawa is now part of the Afro Academy, Shinsuke looked at Otis and Otis looked at Shinsuke. So as per wrestling rules, we're now doing that match next week. So I guess that Shinsuke is now going to work his way through the Academy before he takes on Chad Gable. And that'll be pretty good. And look, I guess that Shinsuke did need a W here, much like the Judgment Day, because Tozawa never wins. But maybe one day he will win. What a day that will be. But up. From nowhere, we then got this video for Natalia, just because she's been around for a while. Although she is entering the Battle Royal later, and the winner of that is going to become the number one contender for Rhea Ripley's title. We then had Adam Pearce telling us about the Fatal 4-Way that's going down later, and the winner of that will be the number one contender for Gunther's title. When Adam found Seth Rollins, and he's like, Seth, you don't have to do this later. And Seth went, it was my idea, you absolute goober. Of course I'm going to do it. A good point. Michael Cole very nicely then sent some good messages to Eric from the Viking Raiders because he has just had neck fusion surgery. So I will ape what Mike did here. I really hope he does get better soon. In the meantime, Ivar, of course, is now entering singles action, which is when we got this big four-way match. And it was the Viking Raider taking on The Miz, taking on Bronson Reed, taking on Ricochet. 
Now look, it was a little bit funky in places, but otherwise it's really good. Now for the last week, people have been arguing, oh, has the Miz gone face or not? Well, he definitely has. Because somebody has got into his creator moveset in WW2K23 and they've been tinkering because he was busting out springboards here and it went so crazy, the fans started to chant, let's go Miz. So he did it. The absolute highlight of this, however, is when Ricochet was caught up on the top rope. Bronze Reed walked over, kind of went boing, and he pinged him off when all of a sudden Ricochet landed on Ivar's shoulder and gave him a Hurricane Rana. I was like, my gosh. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I mean, you could do that 100 times and it wouldn't go this well. And of course, at one point, Ivar ran into Reed and Reed ran into Ivar because they're big men slapping man meat. We also got the Tower of Doom spot with the two giants on the top, which scared the absolute flub out of me. But once again, it definitely worked. And it also kind of tied into the finish. Because Ivar decided he was going to moonsault Ricochet, whereas Reed was like, oh, mate, I'm going to give the tsunami to the Miz. But he missed, meaning the Miz got the pin and Ivar got the pin. But Ricochet kicked out two and the referee was doing a double count for some reason. But the Miz had Bronson Reed down for the three. So the ref did go three and the Miz won. What? Now look, it was a very convoluted ending. Although I do like the fact that WWE tried to do something a little bit different. Now everyone's going, oh, it was an error. It was a botch. It wasn't. It just didn't really work as intended. So even though it was a little bit fluffy, I don't mind. Because again, there is 52 weeks of wrestling television every single year. And if you just give me the same finish over and over again, well, WWE does. It's called the distraction finish. But now at Survivor Series, we're going to get Gunther versus The Miz. But WWE is going to have to pull that one out of their ass. Because nobody is going to believe The Miz is going to win. But therein lies the challenge. But I thought this was all right. Up. Ivar also finished the Miz off after this because flubbed that guy and he beat him up. And it's almost like somebody in the back thought to themselves, well, if we do a match between the Miz and Ivar on TV, the Miz will beat a big guy before he goes on to the premium live event and takes on another big guy. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's eufy.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Even though Tazawa just lost, Gable and Otis were bigging him up because, of course, he has his Heritage Cup match on NXT. <laughs> this version of Tazawa is totally nuts. He's like two different characters depending on what brand he's on. Chad then totally wrecked him too because Maxine Dupree walked in and she is entering the Battle Royal. And he was all like, well, look, just don't do what Tazawa did and don't pick on people that are twice your size. I was like, man, can we please all leave Tazawa alone? Then saw the Creed and Ivy Nile officially signing with Adam Pearce and Raw, and they were all happy. And because of this, Ivy is also going into the Battle Royal. But when you sign up for a new phone contract, you get all the perks. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa must have been literally right there too, because they just walked in. And because they like each other and enjoy fighting, we're going to get that match. Now, this was interesting, because of course, in terms of Monday Night Raw, they're essentially brand new teams. I mean, on occasion, it actually doesn't matter what you do outside of Monday nights. But DIY used their experience to start off hot when the Creeds did get back into this, when Tommaso Ciampa got the hot tag, and my word, he clotheslined their heads off. Brewers then fought back with a Samoan drop, and this sat me totally crazy because he's not Samoan, so it's just a drop, when Julius, despite being a very large human, hit a standing shooting star press for the one 2 ooh. Damn it, man, how do you do it? It also saw DIY get ready for their finisher when Brutus hurled Tommaso out of the ring. For some reason, the referee couldn't handle this. When Ludwig Kaiser turned up, he booted Johnny Gargano right in the head, which allowed the Creeds to hit the Brutus bomb, and they got the one, two, three. Now, look, I do understand this, because you don't want any team to lose for all the reasons we've underlined here, but understandably, the crowd was so baffled. They were like, well, I understand Imperium doesn't like DIY, but how am I meant to cheer the creeds after this? It was shenanigans. So really, just don't book the match. Although I will say this, it was very, very fun. It was very, very enjoyable. And the creeds are doing so well ever since they have been called up. They should be the champions within six months. So that gets it up. But yeah, it was one of those distraction finishes where you just didn't need to do it. WWE is totally obsessed at the moment. Down. For some reason, Sami Zayn was then watching a clip of him losing to Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber. I was like, Sam, what are you doing? Don't do this. It's like watching your girlfriend or your ex-partner break up with you. Don't give yourself the hurt. Jay Uso also saw him doing this, so he walked in and like, I'm sorry that I assisted with that, but they're buddies now. When he was also like, you're never going to believe this, next week, me and Cody Rhodes are getting our tag team title rematch. Ooh, la la la. It also means by the end of November, maybe Jay Uso will be a tag champion and Sami Zayn will be the world champion. I wanted to bring them in and go, listen, lads, that ain't going to happen. Becky Lynch was then here, and she too is entering the Battle Royal. She was all like, hey, even I have to take out the whole locker room. That's what I'll do, because I want to be the champion. Somehow Nia Jax literally then teleported in behind her and even referenced this. 
and was like, ha ha ha, do you remember that time I punched you and broke your nose? Becky Lynch was like, ha ha ha, do you remember how I used that to main event WrestleMania? Whereas you got fired. I was like, Naya, you totally lost that battle of words. I mean, you could feel that line was coming, but it was good. And I think we're going to do a feud between these two. But Byron Saxton was here, and he wanted to have a conversation. This was with Piper Niven and Chelsea Green, who are also entering the battle royal. I don't really like it when other champions do that. Like, Gunther wouldn't go after another title right now, because he understands the power of the Intercontinental Championship. Selena Baser and Zoe Stark then found them. This was actually quite funny, because Chelsea was like, me and Piper, we're going to team up. Niven was like, no, we're not. It's every woman for herself. And she walked off. And Chelsea was like, you didn't mean it. It's an inside joke. Baszler and Stark then basically argued a little bit as friends. Because I'm going to win. But no, I'm going to win. Baszler wants to destroy Chelsea Green. That will probably happen at some point. When Karma whipped Becky Lynch's ass. Or Zia Lee did it. So we did get to this battle royal and Becky Lynch was making her way to the ring. When Zia was like, oh yeah, I'm not meant to like this person. And she attacked the man, and she did that spin kick that she did to Candice LeRae last week. And for the second week running, Becky sold this like, oh no, I've got a concussion. What really made me laugh is that Adam Pearce then stopped her from competing. I was like, Adam, I have seen people's skulls get crushed with chairs, and you've let them have a fight. But oh no, somebody got dinged in the head, you're out. And look, I suppose it was just a way for Becky Lynch to get eliminated without being eliminated which did bring us to that damn battle royal. It also meant we had Nikki Cross, Zoe Stark, Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Maxine Dupree, Tegan Knott, who I thought was injured, Kayla Carter, Katana Chance, Ivy Nile, Indy Hartwell, and Natalia. Quite the mix. Now, Cross was doing her whole, oh my gosh, my brain has been lost gimmick, so she was just stood there. But at the start of this, everybody just fought around her. I was like, what are you doing? Then eventually she was thrown out. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? She's basically a mannequin. Dupree totally ignored Chad Gable too because she focused on Piper Niven. But actually this did work because her and Tegan teamed up and they eliminated her. But Maxine over-celebrated and Nia Jax chucked her over the top rope. Whoops. We're clearly pushing Ivy as well because she eliminated both Carter and Chance. That was kind of a big deal. When Rodriguez grabbed Chelsea Green and she was gone too. That easy. Nancy then said bye to Indy Hartwell because she missed a big boot went over the top rope. But Natalia didn't do much better either because Ivy Nile eliminated her. So once again, she was rocking and rolling. Nia then pushed Tegan, so she went to the floor. This is when everybody was like, oh my gosh, Nia Jax is a big person. Why don't we come together and top her over the top rope? What does that mean? Top her over the top rope? No idea. Just came out of my mouth. And I was like, well, of course this happened. It's literally happened in every battle roll since 1242. Jax was so mad, she just threw Nile to the floor as well. And this was totally fine. My gosh, I love it when wrestling does this. Because one, yes, it's absolutely ridiculous. Why would this be a rule? But two, never ever stop doing it. It did bring us down to our final two, which was Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. And a small part of me, my nerd side, was like, well, man, if we had this planned, why have they been losing over the last few weeks? But they had a really good battle, especially when Shayna Baszler applied the Kirafuda clutch onto Stark, but they were on the ring apron, so she had to let go because she was like, well, look, if you pass out, I'm going to hit the floor first. It really went badly because Stark then DDT'd her into the ring apron and Shayna just fell on the floor. And I tell you, this battle royal was really well put together. I enjoyed the finish much, Lee. And I am giving it up. Rhea Ripley was also being interviewed right after this and she couldn't give a damn. She was like, oh no, Zoe Stark, I'll whip her ass. But Zoe walked in and they're like, no, you won't. When we get to Survivor Series, it's actually going to be me who is the victim. Rhea laughed again because of course at Crown Jewel, she took out four people, so one will be fine. But I tell you this, if we heat Zoe Stark up in the right way, 
this is gonna be fire. Because I really do think they'll have a great match. And speaking of great matches, we then got to our main event. Well, it was Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn for the World Heavyweight Championship. And going forward, we need to figure out how to do this again. But just plant that little bit of a seed of doubt where you're like, oh my gosh, maybe the other guy is going to win. Because here, I knew that Seth Rollins would get the W, but my word, I was still so damn invested. After they wrestled a bit to begin with too, Zami reminded Seth Rollins, don't forget you've got a bad back, but because I'm a good guy, I'm not going to attack it. <laughs> Five minutes later, he gave Seth a back body drop onto the ring apron, which, yes, is the hardest part of the ring. So all that morality out the window. Then also hit a moonsault off a Barry Barricade, which seemed very unfair because Baz is dead. When it went, you do a dive, I'll do a dive. We'll all do a dive. Hey, man, why don't you do a dive? And she did. They kept this back and forth up because Rollins then hit a buckle bomb. And Sammy came back with the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunder Bomb. And yeah, as I said, sure, it worked on Saturday, but it totally failed here, only in Saudi Arabia. He still got the exploder as Seth then came back with a kick that was super and a pedigree for an excellent one-two-oo, when all of a sudden Zayn decided, I'm done with you, and Seth Rollins came in for the stomp, but my word, he turned it into the damn lion tamer. So Chris Jericho was smiling somewhere and this was ruining Rollins back to the point he wasn't able to get to the rope when he remembered shirts that are available on ProWrestlingTees.com for that Simon Miller right now. And he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And he got the three. I was a little bit disappointed because I was like, man, if WWE didn't do this finish all the time, it would have absolutely rocked even more. I mean, it was damn well perfect. Also, bring it down. Surprise roll-up counter up by one. The two raised each other's hands at the end of this because they are friends, although Sammy was super sad here. When, of course, the Judgment Day attacked. That's just what they do. So he also made the save, but he was late because he had to queue up the audio guy because he had music. And when he started to get his ass kicked, Cody Rhodes also arrived to a massive reaction. But he do had to queue up the audio guy. Man, Dave, would you hurry up and play my music? I gotta go. This thing got totally out of control, but I tell you, it was wonderful chaos because they just went absolutely crazy to the point Adam Pearce arrived and was like, oh, you're all children. You're driving me nuts. So do you know what I'm going to do? If you want to play games, come Survivor Series. It's going to be war games. I'm going to lie. That got me all jazzed in my Tootsie Toast. But J.D. McDonough sold this like, what? War games? I was like, bro, they literally talked about this at Crown Jewel. It was excellent, though, mostly because it didn't work. Because as soon as we got that announcement, they just kept on fighting. And it ended with Cody just flying up to the top rope and diving on everybody as Raw ended with the good guys standing tall. This War Games at the moment is also four on four. And don't forget, it's usually five on five. So there may be a few surprises in the next couple of weeks. But I tell you, if you like frantic endings to your wrestling show, this one was absolutely faboo. Giggle up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Monday Night Raw. And I knew this would happen. I said it last week. As soon as we got through Crown Jewel, WWE has lit a fire under the Survivor Series ass. And this Raw felt so much more damn focused. And I had a wonderful time. Up. Now, of course, please do go into those comments and let me know what you thought about last night's Raw before you click this video right here, which is ups and downs for AEW Collision. If you could support all the ups and downs, I will support you. Let's prepare yourself for another week of professional wrestling, because if you're going to invest that much time, you may as well have a smile on your face. My voice is going. Goodbye. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. 
Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.